Everyman Podcast. Hell yeah, man. Let's go. Podcast. Daryl, what's up, brother? Disco Italiano, man. A disco, disco Italiano. Italiano. Yeah, we were, you know, we should, we should, we should tell the Everyman and the Everywoman about they need to know. The Disco Italiano. And you know what? I'm actually going to, it's going to be, it's a special episode. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hit with a little background music. So do it, do it. What you hear in the background right now is, uh, mm. is an, is an Italian disco master named, uh, Clay Pedrini. Mm. Now I was Pedrini. telling Daryl, Pedrini. Pedrini, I was telling Daryl before we got on here that I stumbled across a video of a game show from the seventies in mm-hmm. Italy and I'm going to find the link and I'll put it in the show notes so everybody can enjoy this. And it was essentially uh, with like Iron Chef of synthesizers. And you would have three different so-called synth masters. And you hear this. Mm-hmm. You, this is clearly a synth master. Yeah, if he's not, I don't know who is. Or Samurai Swordsman. <laughs> swordsman. <laughs> he's a synthsman. Um, and they would basically com- make a song in real time out of just analog synthesizers and then they would compete with each other and like they would like throw it to the next guy and it was like a it was like a breakdance competition of was disco like versus for synth it, dude it was 100% Almost? versus battle for synth dude. that's that's exactly what it is and and I said to there I said look man if you put this on and you can't and it's not moving you 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 might be dead yeah your bo- your booty might be dead man you I'm might be check dead that out. um just feel that pulse, that Dude, Clay Pedrini. Right now. It's, it's good. It's a, it's a funky pill to swallow. And let me tell you something, Clay Pedrini still, still slinging synth. Is he still slapping? He's, he's still, still slapping, slapping dude. He's still slapping. He's he's got new and, and you know it's funny because I think the video went viral a couple years ago, yeah. and they did a like he did a revisited version in 2013 of of his album New Dreams. Um, you know Jean Luc Ponty. This is another guy from the. Uh, this is another guy from the synth master. The synth show. world. Listen to this guy, and and obviously you guys can't see it, but oh my god, look, look at, at this guy. Hair. Look at that hair. Look at I this need guy. That. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really good synth work that's available uh, on Spotify, and um, like I said, I'm gonna put Mr. Clay Pedrini in the uh, in the show notes here, so everybody can enjoy it this weekend. And Hell yeah, having a little having a little drink. So. Couple things I want to catch up on the Steelers. Sadly, I'll tell you what. At the beginning of that game, I was like, "Whoa, I think we got this!" Holy mm-hmm. shit! I'm like, "Look, mm-hmm. my, I was saying, I looked like a genius for the first 15 minutes of that game." I don't want to say genius. I looked omniscient, perhaps. Genius is, is appropriate. Genius is appropriate because I'm watching them just keep it close, no mistakes. T.J. Watt doing his thing. Yeah, dude. Scoring touchdowns. And I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And then And I'm not well, like I'm not gonna call people out, but like I've I've my friends have been saying, like, dude, why don't you like Deontay Johnson? And I'm sure and he seems like a wonderful guy. I just know I just happen to remember when people do two things. One, when they make big cat clutch catches, i.e. Mm. like Pat Fryermuth, he's been doing that all season. Every time Ben needs, like, that was his guy. Clutch guy. He's going to be fine. You yeah. know? You remember yeah. that. Yeah. My memories of Deontay Johnson are always him dropping balls or missing catches that he should have right, like, at the most important time. And yeah. all year, he had a huge year. 
like three drops all year or something like that. And then he has like 11 drops in this game. And then Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. who's everybody was like, oh, it's mega, it's Canadian Megatron. And it's like, guys, look, this is why this is again, this is what the sports quote unquote media thing. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is the next Hall of Famer. True. Like sometimes guys True. look at Jalen Hurts, for example. They're like, oh, he's got the Russell Wilson. It's like, no, he's not Russell Wilson. He might be built similarly, and, he, you know, like he's athletic, but he's not Russell Wilson, you know? Um, yeah. They just try to make these connections based on, like, you know, numbers and stuff. And, you know, that's not that's not how it shakes out when you play the game. And, like, it's it was true. it was disappointing to see. I don't want to say they, it looked like they gave up, but it got to a point where they were just, like, offensively yeah. confused. And again, I'm not like an offensive mastermind, but there's been a couple times this season where like they would call the same exact play twice on a drive. And I'm like, and it wouldn't work. It didn't work yeah. the first time. It doesn't work the second time. And it's like, what are you, you doing? Yeah. You know? So yeah. the Ben, and, and, and again, I still, until the season starts and Roethlisberger is, you know, has his own podcast or he's on ESPN or something. Right. I'm still pretty convinced he's going to be like the quarterback of the Panthers or, you know, the Lions I mean, or I mean, like the I Jaguars. Said, he's, he's got value. He's got right. value just in a different way. You know what I mean? Like he's got the, you know, maybe 20 play value if we need him, you know, right. groom an, a, another young hopeful. You know what I'm saying? It's he's got value. You know what I mean? If, if Ray Lewis can get all those years extra to just kind of be the, the soundboard for defense, dude, Ben could, could, could do that for the next young stud. He can do it. Right. And still give you 15 to 20 plays if you need it. So, yeah. And it's just a question of, is he going to want to be a backup or be a, I don't know. I just, like I said, I have a strange feeling. I've always thought he's going to not really retire. And the way they've, he still hasn't actually said he's retiring. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm done. I'm, this is my last game in Pittsburgh. And when people phrase it like that, it's like, okay, here comes, like I said, here comes the Carolina Panthers or mm. whomever. Yeah. Whichever Dude, franchise. He might, go to, he might go to the freaking Patriots or some shit, man. And just, who knows? Honestly, that would be cool. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, not everybody can be Tom Brady and just play – uh, keep getting better as you get older. Right. I'd like to right. see what Giselle's crystals said about this year. <laughs> her, her, Everybody her thought crystals. I was joking about that last year. That's yeah. fucking true. Hey, she 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 can read it, man. It's in the stones. And you would think that story would have been front page Sports Illustrated ESPN. No, it's in you know people. European Women's People magazine or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like yeah. in a fucking tabloid. <laughs> but it was real. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a crazy, life. man. What a life. Yeah, I, I, I just don't, I don't see any reality where uh, Tampa Tom... Well, at least, at least you forecasted the, the uh, Patriots' demise. You did forecast that, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I f- and, and it got smacked, bro, so like... Nine, we were right about the Niners. yeah. Um, yeah. What are you going to do? You know, that's why it's, it's just why they play the game, Daryl. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, absolutely. Uh, not surprised to see 
like I said, the, the Bengals, not at all. Surprised nah, not, not at all. Not at all. It's going to be interesting what, what's, uh, they fired, what's his name, Mike Mayock, mm-hmm. who I was always, I just always knew him as a TV personality. I was always surprised when he, like, was a GM again right. after being off right. for 20 years. It's like, oh, okay. There's been a couple guys that have jumped back. Remember Michael Lombardi di- mm-hmm. attempted, and it didn't, I think the game, you know. That's gonna be hard getting off that schedule. Yeah, I think that was like Cower. Like he got he. They always people thought he was gonna take another job, but mm-hmm. after like four or five years of making insane money on television and not working twenty hours a day. Yeah, that's kind of hard to reacclimate. Right. You know, like I mean, yourself. Imagine if you just went and got yourself a nice, normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what would you do? I don't. I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things. You either like ride off into the sunset and do nothing, or just go coach or something. So like, you know, at least if I'm getting paid less, like it's I'm 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 pouring it into the youth. You know what I'm saying? Into the youth. Um, but if you just kind of, no, nah, you can't. No, you just can't can't go work at a deli after that. Nah, I just can't. Like, dude, if if you if you pulled in and, and saw me like bagging groceries somewhere, you'd be like, bro, what the fuck. Let's get out of here now. <laughs> you gotta, we, we gotta get out of here. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah it's it's a hard adjustment, but yeah, you know, NFL playoffs continue. We get, we're going to be connecting with our boy Mark Holcomb here in a few weeks, and mm-hmm. right before the Super Bowl. And speaking of which, Haunted Shore's new single, you know, Mark Holcomb, Misha Mansour, uh, the Periphery Boys, Hellfire, out streaming yes. now. Link will be in the in the show notes. Badass song. Um, check it out. That and the Italia Disco. All mm-hmm. there. It's we're gonna set you up for you know, I'm thinking we should start a playlist, Daryl. You know, like a little yeah. Spotify playlist. Then we can put some Dude. stuff in there. Everybody can check out the tunes that we're listening playlist to. Playlist of the Everyman. Yeah. Do it. Everyman little, podcast playlist. A little Italiano it. Everymano. Yeah, um yeah. now, Daryl, last couple of weeks I've been noticing this little I'm pretty out of the loop on social media. I try to be. It's intentional at this point. And every now and then I pop my head up uh above water and see what's going on. I'm seeing this 10 year challenge meme mm. going around and everybody's mm. like, uh, and it's like people my age, it's like, Oh look, I was so skinny and cute and now I'm fat and dumb or whatever, you know? And it's like, it's a lot of that, you know? And it's also a lot of like people that were stupid and dumb 10 years ago and now they're hot and they're like, Hey, look, look at me. I got my shit together. Yeah. And I, I started to think, you know, how interesting this is a, this is a meme right now. And I myself am coming up on a bit of a twelve, a ten-year reflective challenge. Now, mm-hmm. this past year uh, has been a big year change for me and my family. Obviously, I got married. I'm a married man. Hell yeah! Making plans, shaking Doing things it. up. Um, but along the way, you know, we had an opportunity with the Mayo Clinic. Um, to connect with, you know, my surgeon, Dr. Schaff, and uh, talk about my, my heart history for a little bit for the first time. And this Monday, the 24th, mm-hmm. will be 10 years since my transapical myectomy at the mm-hmm. Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And I was thinking, you know, I have this photo uh, of me, the last photo uh, taken of me before I went into surgery. And I always have to crop it because it's very silly. But imagine this, man. So it's, I remember 
it's first of all, it's Rochester, Minnesota in fucking January. Now you've been you've been to Minneapolis, like you know. Mm-hmm. It's practically Canada, Rochester. <laughs> okay? And it's a it's a literal frozen tundra out there. And I had to be at the hospital, I think at like 5 a.m. or something crazy. And the night before was horrible and um, just stressful and uncertain. And I barely slept. And I I remember waking up and, you know, getting into the car. We had a little car service take us there. And it was pitch Mm -hmm. black, but it was the coldest I've ever been. Mm -hmm. I'm like mostly dead at this point. Barely, barely moving, you know, and I get, we get there, we check in, you know, start, you get the the band on and, you know, I don't, I'm not wearing my contacts, I'm wearing my glasses, so I, you know, I'm not seeing as well and I'm, I'm tired and it's cold and then they give you like, uh, they just kind of take you, you go from place to place and it gets more, they try to ease you into being in the surgical setting, I think. They don't want to just throw you in there. Right. So you go and you're waiting, you talk to the your, your pre-op person, and then you go into a little room with your family. And that's like the last time that, you know, at that point in time, I didn't know if I was going to see my family again. And this was like our last time together. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in my blue gown. And uh, I was drinking. They only let me have a little bit of water. And they gave me like a... I don't know what it was, like a Xanax or a Valium, some sort of shit to, like, get you ready to go under, you know, and, like, ease it up. So things start to get a little weird. Mm -hmm. And the last photo of me going before that was I'm sitting there, and I took the water bottle, and I put it under my gown as if to appear like I had an erection. Just to make just to make my family laugh, and I did it the last minute, and everybody laughed, and that was that was like the last thing I did, you know, besides the I love yous going going into surgery. Awesome. And let me tell you something, Daryl. We're gonna get real personal here. Sure. All right, because this is the Everyman Podcast, and this is a story I have never told publicly. You've had surgery. Hell yeah. You know, there's a process. Now, there's different types of surgery. There's local. Surgery, like local anesthetic, where you're not really out. I've had that before. Mm-hmm. And then there's like you're going under, you're going on bypass. They got to really get you ready to go into surgery. Right, right. There's a whole bunch of shit they have to do to your body to get you ready for surgery, just to make sure that if something goes wrong, that they can do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm cold. I've they've taken my glasses. I can't mm-hmm. really see. I'm like blind almost mm-hmm. and I'm like high as shit on whatever they've given me. Of course. Okay. And they wheel me into this room and I'm like trying, I always try to diffuse with humor and like, right. You know, <laughs> I'm talking to the fucking, to the, the guy, the nurse guy that's taking me in. He's this big nurse guy. Okay. Big, large man. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, all right, I got to prep you for surgery. I'm like, all right, whatever. Hey, takes my robe off. Now I'm sitting there naked, head to toe, on a bed with this Stark. strange man. I'm Stark. high Birthday and I'm blind suit. and I'm cold. Suit. Yeah. All right? This is a fucking bad scenario. Yeah, man. He proceeds to start he's shaving my chest and I'm like, "All right, whatever. That makes sense. We're going in the front." Okay. Yeah. And, he, down, and then man. and then he proceeded to shave me from chin to toe. Mm. And I'm thinking 
And I remember saying, I'm, I'm sorry, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, and there was a moment, and again, I'm not going to be too graphic. This isn't a yeah. family show, but I just, it, 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 it. you ever see like how, how like a, <laughs> how like a tiger picks up a, its cub or like a kitten, right. you know, and they kind of pick it up by the scruff of its neck right? and they move it. Yeah. That's essentially what he did to my everyman jewels. Franks and beans, man. <laughs> you know, and, and he's like holding it. And shaving me, and I'm like, "What is going on here?" Because no one told me I was getting a fucking trim job, yeah, dude, from a guy while I can't see, and I'm on these pills. What is going on here? Submersible. And he's like, "Oh well, we gotta fucking if there, if we have to go in with a catheter, you know." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, pal." And then I go into the thing, and the last, like, I remember going into the the surgical suite and. You know, you're like, I'm, I've been in some surgical suites, okay? I've, I've had two heart surgeries at Tufts Medical Center. Beautiful, mm-hmm. state-of-the-art. Impressive. The fucking surgical suite at the Mayo Clinic was like, I don't want to say it was like the Death Star in a bad way, but it was like if Darth Vader's, if he had a surgical suite. Like, everything was like pristine, weirdly well-lit, light yeah. panels in the ceiling, like just giant things hanging over giant machines you have no idea what anything is you know yeah all these tubes things with covers over them and i'm like god i can only imagine what's under there you know yeah and i see some of the they were starting to get some of the tools out and i'm like holy shit they're gonna cut me open this is insane right Uh, there's the bypass machine and the last thing i remember you know they put the little thing on yeah and i'm like hey everybody wash their hands And I was, <laughs> and you know, then I have this, then I have this unreal near death experience, essentially. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm trying to pull the fucking thing out of my throat. Like that was, that was it, you know? And then like, I remember yeah. like waking up and like. It's like fucking Matrix, bro. Dude, it really was. And the weirdest, the, one of the weirdest memories, the only thing that was like more, I don't want to say intimidating, but like. That was weird going into that room. Then when I woke up, I was in like, you know, there's the ICU, but apparently there's like the super ICU. And like, I'm in the super ICU at the Mayo Clinic, you know? And it's like this huge, very large room, you know, it was dark. There was a nurse in there the whole time. Like she was there at all times. There was somebody in there, my mom, my brother, my dad. And uh, when you get, when you have open heart surgery, they, you get the, you get the big scar in the middle and then underneath it, there's, they put drainage tubes in your abdomen Mm. and these tubes are like, you know, like a beer bong tube. It's like a clear PVC tube and they were a good dime, like the, I would say the circumference of a dime. Yeah. And I remember again. And they, they, like, they try to warn you, like, hey, listen, when you wake up, you're going to be like, don't freak out, you know? And I was, like, fighting the nurses, and they had to, like, my brother was, like, holding me down, as, as, as far as I recall. Like, every, they had to bring extra people in to, like, get me calm because I was trying to pull, because I was intubated. And I woke up, I think I woke up, bef- like, I, they were like, you may wake up with the breathing tube in, you may not, hopefully not. But waking up with a breathing tube in is... The shit yeah, is the worst. It's pretty, yeah. It's the fucking worst. 
Because you're like, there's something in me, you know? Right. You know, like you, it's so deep. It's you're so, like, I'm fine, but I shouldn't be fine right. like this. It's like, so starkly no. different that you're like, what is in me? And, yeah. um, you know, I'm trying to pull the tube out, but the, I remember looking down and the, the drainage tubes and then feeling, I could feel, because the, they're just, it's like if you were draining a fucking lawnmower or oil or something, like, they just put tubes in you yeah. so that the blood doesn't pool in your stomach and you don't like die. Yeah. And, and dude, it was just like you, I could feel them bumping up underneath the bottom of my ribs yeah. and it was just tubes coming out of me like yeah. the matrix. And then I had to have a man, I think I want to say for the first couple hours, maybe the first 12 hours or something. And then they took them out and they go, okay, this is going to be horrible. Basically, we're going to have to like one, you're going to see something that is going to never leave your mind. Right. And it's going to freak you out. And you're going to think like you, you know, you're going to think something's really wrong here, but we got to be, we're going to move fast. We're going to do this. Try to stay calm and let us do our thing and, and keep your hands out of the way. And then they, they basically just, Pulled these tubes. Like, I'm fully awake at this point. I'm, like, fully alert. Right. It's, like, the second day. They pulled yeah. these fucking tubes out of me, okay? And you now I've just got two open holes in my chest that I can Bro. see. I can see into my stomach. Yeah. Into the yeah, shit dude. that's underneath my belly, okay? Mm-hmm. And, dude, the color of the blood that comes directly out of your body when you've got a dimes when you've got two dime size holes in your stomach yeah yeah it was like that is like what i imagine you're walking and then someone comes up and stabs you in the stomach and you're like right whoa like that was what it was like because yeah. i'm like sitting there and i'm looking down and they're like don't look just look up and i'm like there's no way i, I gotta i'm there's made no it this way. far yeah, dude, i've made yeah. it this far i gotta see right. what happens you have to see this shit dude it was like black it was like yeah. the darkest colored, like apparently that's what it looks like when it's fresh. Most people, I, I don't think most people live to see what the, their insides look like. Luckily <laughs> I've got, I've got photos and video. I've got the whole thing. I got the photos from the surgery. I got the video Bro. photos of all the heart meat that they cut. I'm going to send it to you after this. Dude. It's dude, good. I, w- I would send you mine, but I, you know, that perianal abscess surgery, I don't know if you want to see a, Nah, I don't want to see your ass. Holes of the inner asshole, man. Nah, we want that. <laughs> the inner hole of my hole, yeah. Left cheek gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So you know, I'm watching this goo come out of me, and I'm like, all right, now I'm gonna die. Now, here it is. Yeah. I made it this far. Now's when I die. But they like, I don't know what it was. I can't remember if they glued me or they stapled it or whatever the fuck. But they stitched me up, and then from there it was, you know relatively smooth sailing. There was a little bit of time there. There was some will he, won't he after the surgery, but right. Right. You know, and I say all this to say like, look, I used to say what a difference a year can make because after that surgery, the next year I was like a whole new person. And then the year after that, it was just every year growing and, and building on my previous year's progress. And like now I'm standing here. It's 10 years. I found the woman that I love. We're married. No. We're going to start a family. We have a home. We're making plans for our future. 
we I have this wonderful podcast with you that we get to share our thoughts and feelings and emotions with so many wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you know what? My 10-year challenge, I'm pretty happy with how my 10 years have gone. And is there a couple things I'd do better? Of course. You know, of course. But it's not about like, hey, look how hot I am 10 years later. It's like, look look at the journey that I've been on in 10 years. And it's like, yeah, dude. it's wild to me that it's been that long. Um, you know, 10 good years, 10 great years. Hopefully, maybe, maybe I'll get 100 out of this. I don't know. Who knows? But I got, I got many more. And, you know, it fueled my passion for music, which leads me to you, which leads me to this podcast. And, and it's just, it's cosmic, man. Everything's, everything's all together. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So this year, 10 year challenge, I'm happy. I'm, I'm feeling good. I feel great. Heart as strong as a bull. Strong as bull. Strong as bull. Italia Disco. 24-7 this weekend. <laughs> My wife and I, we got an Airbnb, this beautiful farmhouse out in Lancaster with the Amish. We're going to go get some Amish meat. And I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to have a good old-fashioned time. Take lots of pictures. Oh, I will. With the Amish. Oh, I will be taking <laughs> photos. Don't you worry. Listen, the Amish are going to be the only ones left when this shit right about finally that. goes to hell and and we're all laughing at their fucking haircuts now but you know what bro when we finally slide into hell it'll be the amish <laughs> with their oak furniture and and pure butter that are <laughs> left standing so i may be doing some scouting while i'm there Try and pick yeah, up a few things. At least, hey, I'm I, I'm down. They'll probably have a solution to get my hair back. Yeah, they're like, so, oh no, just rub this on your head. Here, here's a little yeah. goat butter. Yeah, rub this goat butter on your scalp. Rub, rub You'll this, be fine. Rub this goat butter on your scalp. Um, so that's how you know that's how I'm feeling today. That's how I'm celebrating this weekend. Um, you know, obviously, I wouldn't. It, it would not be possible. One, you know, my family. My mother, who's a incredible advocate for me, yeah. not even just being a great mother, but being my advocate and making sure that I got taken care of. Mom's um, awesome, dude. You know, obviously, just the, my family, the Mayo Clinic, my wife, be, being a, I'm so glad she's been here for the best years after that horrible time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get to enjoy that with her. And, you know, and you, bro. You know, like, and, and being being connected with you on this on this journey together, and it's it's, I say it all the time. You're 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 a huge part of my my life and my growth, and I love you, man. And I love this podcast, love and I love the every man and the every woman. And shout out to <sighs> shout out to everybody. You know, working hard today. You know, uh, grinding on on whatever it is that you're grinding on. Um, just just keep it up. That's what we're here for. Crushing it, man. And uh, you know, my boys in Extractus, we. We wrote uh, a, a song that we dedicated to that time of my life. And we used to use that as our intro and outro. And you know what? I think on this here 10th anniversary, the 10-year challenge, I think it's appropriate to lock it down with a little extractus. And I'll tell you Do what, it. bro. I love you, man. Have a great love weekend. You too. And uh, you too. we'll catch you all next week. <laughs>